Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party. I finally got some decent drugs and no longer sound like I've been smoking four, four packs of cigarettes a day. My name is Kirk Henderson, and I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. You are joining us after the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Utah Jazz 114-100 to in a thorough victory against a depleted team. But I don't really care that they're depleted because it's the point in the year where shit happens and you got to, you know, enjoy every win. And the Mavericks are now fourth in the West. And I feel really good after that very frustrating Friday night loss to the Wolves. Um, so, as always, remember when you come up on stage to listen for your name. Try to uh, bring yourself out to the main page and away from the chat. Uh, hit the you know, mute and unmute button. You can tell by looking at the icon near your face and look for the green circle around your name uh, if uh, to make sure it's picking up your audio. All right, coming up first, my buddy Josh. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Nice little night here. What about you? Oh, can't complain. Just heading home from the game for a rare night out for me. Uh, it's good to hear your voices back. Uh, get your my, my, my content machine's got to be uh, humming at 100% here, so... Well, that's good, and, and apparently I also didn't have my Bluetooth on, so we'll see if uh, my, my audio will get even better now <laughs> that I have this going. Yeah, you sound good, man. <laughs> you sound good, but yeah, no, the game was fun. Uh, well, I, I think we were down, what, 12 at one point and ended up winning fairly comfortably. Uh, still no Boban minutes despite being up, you know, what, 18 with less than two minutes to go, so I don't know, I don't know if we're able to see him again in a Maverick, Maverick uniform, I think, but uh, oh, good win. Um I don't have much to say. Uh, I thought that the how's the Jazz, energy? You were there. The was, oh my god, the crowd was amazing, uh, especially when uh, the, the refs called that um, that foul. Was it on Luca? Where where I think Jordan Clarkson traveled and they called the foul on Luca instead at the top of the break. Oh, uh, Mike Conley, I uh, think. The, and it was uh, oh, it was Conley. It was, it was like a step through thing, and he like bopped him on top of the head just so it didn't affect his shot. I mean, I got why they called it on the replay. It was kind of out in the open, but then he missed yeah, all the free foot, throws. Yeah, and his foot. Yeah, it, yeah, that got the crowd juiced uh you know ball don't lie all that uh but no the energy was awesome it was a sold out crowd uh it took me 30 minutes just to get out of the parking lot so you know that's 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 rare outstanding um i think yeah but i think the jazz were the first team i've ever seen run a zone against the mavericks where the zone uh, was in the third quarter and i've never seen a zone defense spread out when when a player drives into the paint um, I could tell they were missing Rudy Gobert terribly, so because <laughs> it didn't seem like anybody in the Jazz had any idea how to play how to play defense. Uh, yeah, but no, no things, things were real. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a, this was a must win for the Mavs considering it was just basically Donovan Mitchell and uh, and the Expendables. So, um, but I, yeah, no, I, I, what are we in the standings? Are we what half a game behind them now? I think. No, so, we're fourth. We're, we have a clear we have a clear stranglehold on fourth. Oh, so we have the tiebreaker over them somehow. No, they will like like I think that it, it comes down the next tiebreaker depends on um, if if we're tied they uh, division uh, if you won your division that that's a tiebreaker but Denver's breathing down their necks for that so if you if you take a look at their schedules the Mavericks have the inside track to holding on to. Uh, okay, well, good. No, this is, I mean, we had to win this regardless, uh, especially after dropping that Minnesota game the other night. So, uh, no, this is awesome. Uh, if we have, if we have home court advantage, I hope we can keep that for the next, what, seven games, I think. So, uh, right. I just want to yeah, say hi. They... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I just want to say hi, pop up and, and hop down. I didn't want to take up any too. Oh, I know there's a lot of people probably waiting. So, uh, I just want to talk to my guy and then say, yeah, that's a great win. Go Mavs. That's right. Talk soon, Josh. See you this week. Josh, uh, runs with me.
Um, or well, we try to run for old. Um, coming up next, Dylan. Welcome, Dylan. It, hi, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm uh, driving home from the game right now. Actually. Two live callers. I love this. Yeah. Um, actually, I so I I watch every single game um, delayed. I record it and then I watch hours later. So this is the first time I've ever gotten to to join a green room. Actually. Well, we're glad uh, you're here. So I'm really pumped about that. Ah, I'm glad to talk to you. It's awesome, man. You you do good work. Thank you kindly. What do you got for us tonight? Um, so what do you about- think? So, so yeah, what I think um, the first half looked like the last couple of games, uh, the, the struggles were real, and uh, uh, me and my the person I went with, we were both pretty concerned uh, in the first half, and then the second half just looked like a completely different team. Uh, my main thing that I have is how does Luca get back into the good graces of the refs? How, how does that happen? Does that happen? Can that happen? Uh, because he doesn't get calls that he really should. He gets mauled on the way to the basket and doesn't get calls because he, he complains so much. So, I mean, what, what what happens? How does that change? This is a good question, Dylan. Do you mind hitting mute? It's picking up the background. That's uh, my bad. No, that's okay. Um, the answer to this question, in my opinion, is years and years of work. <laughs> he's just dug himself such a deficit. It's not fair, but he's done enough showing up to where he's going to have to be good for quite a long time. Um, I, I, you know, I, I could see a year from now we're looking at things a little bit different. The real, the real reason he's so hard to call is not just because he doesn't like. They see the contact, they see the scrapes, but there's some there's some kind of human error going on where. Luca's so unbelievably strong. Like he is one of the five strongest players in the league, in my opinion. He he just the way he moved Kawhi Leonard last year was kind of the the thing for me. And I I think that sometimes the referees expect sort of there to be more demonstrative action as a result of him getting fouled because it just doesn't impact his shooting that much. Like where he loses where where he gets fouled on non calls where it's like. There was one across the lane, like he lost a ball, like dribbling across the lane where he gets hit on the hands. But it's like, if you're hitting that dude on the forearm, nothing happens. You hit him in the body. He doesn't move. It's, it's, it's just so difficult to, to call fouls on him. I think because there's, there's the, like, there's the element of like, okay, is this affecting his shot? I mean, I think they should, but that's just. Well, so, so LeBron, I mean, because I, I mean, LeBron's strong as hell too. Uh, LeBron gets the calls though. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm curious why. It's because he complains all the time. A little right? bit, I mean, but LeBron that's, that's doesn't go to the line as much as you'd think. LeBron, like, like Luca is is, and I, I should go numbers. Luca doesn't go to the line, or I mean, now he doesn't. LeBron, LeBron certainly doesn't anymore. But like, like the Luca's second year sort of spoiled us because he went to the line like ten and a half times a game. I think like realistically for him, he'll probably settle in on like a career thing of shooting like. I don't know, maybe, maybe eight. And I know you're like, okay, that's only a two and a half thing difference, but you know, you do two and a half free throws times 82 games. Like it ends up being a a pretty large number. So absolutely, man. Okay. That's, that's the, the last thing I got. I think, um, one, one last thing. Um, I think that, uh, an MVP or a championship or both would do a, a lot in shortening the time that he has to work to get the refs back in his favor. Um, this is a great point. Yeah. 
yeah. So so if that happens, we'll see. But um, I think you're totally right. Love your show. Love everything. I'm going to get out of here and listen. All right. Sure thing. Awesome. Um, all right. Thanks for coming up. Really appreciate that. Nick, I see uh, Locked On uh, Mavs host uh, Nick Engstad in the chat. He should request to come up on stage if he wants because I know he's got his own show to do. Shoot. Oh, there he is. Nick, what's up? I just wanted to make it three in a row that we're driving home from the game. I love it. It's a great audio. This, <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like I'm 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 on the ticket or something. I'm I made it out of Lexus. I am now sitting uh, trying to turn on to Harry Hines. Made it out. Uh, I thought that that game that, that Sean Heath made a difference. I don't know if anybody else was in the building, but the difference between having him on the mic and like getting people riled up i don't know i feel like that's a difference what do you think about a pa guy making a difference in the game i mean it helps and i, I don't want to kick the, the the guy who was filling in but you know Not now that all. he's no now that he's no longer announcing that trey young is joining the game which he did at <laughs> least four separate times i don't know like that's a special skill and the dude the, the guy that's rejoined is, is amazing and it, it there's a palpable difference on tv i'll and tell you it, that it, much it, and you could feel it. I mean, like you could feel it in the in the arena. It was like, you know, he always does the "Let's go to work, voices up," like that kind of stuff. And you could feel the crowd like get back into it. And I thought that was amazing. Uh, and then the other thing that I found notable this game is that the beginning. I mean, it was it was Latino night, and Luca came up and was able to address the crowd in Spanish. That gave it a, a jolt. And I thought that it was really cool that Luca can can connect with a whole different group of. Of MFFLs, there's a, I mean, there's a ton of Latino MFFLs that are always at games and loud and Luca connecting with them. Like I thought that made a a, a a connection point that I didn't think about before, and I thought that was cool. I agree. And later on, Nick, not to to completely change subjects, but when you get all, <laughs> when you're in a safe spot, I'm going to need you to figure out if Will Smith just connected with Chris Rock's face on live television because uh, I've. <laughs> My wife just texted it to me. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, but th- this was just one of those games where I was not uh, – you know, I got out of a movie because I actually saw Spider-Man with my son again. And when you see Rudy Gobert's out, it's like, okay, this is going to be a win. Now, what kind of a win is it going to be? And the fact that it was so thorough was something that I didn't realize I needed because after – you know, you play like um, – Brooklyn, uh, it was, it was, no, it was, it was um, the, the Sixers and then Charlotte and then the Wolves, Rockets, Wolves again. Those five games were not particularly fun for me as a viewer. This was a fun game. Oh, well, and it all just comes back to hitting threes, right? Like Jason Kidd at the beginning of the season was like, we're not going to live and die by the three. And yet here they are. They get 50% of their threes and the game is fun, right? <laughs> like, and then the rest of the team feels it. And you remember that? beginning like couple months of the season where Jason Kidd would say we can't hang our heads after missed threes like that that comes back to this team every once in a while they'll just miss a bunch of threes and say oh well blah 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 and then they just don't have the same kind of intensity it just felt like they were just, you know there's a malaise over them and I felt that over this last couple of games and then all of a sudden boom they hit 50% of the threes and oh it's back the energy is back in, in the game again uh, that's something they just have to get over sure and, uh, it comes with being a more veteran team. I know you don't like it when people say it's a young team, but to, you know when they learn how to be a more veteran team and they've had more time together. Uh, I actually was sitting at a stoplight and Will Smith did punch yeah, Chris that's Rock. A real, right in the face. That's a real connection. <laughs> the word like that yeah, was funny like, for me when you said connection. So I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, is that a thing? Is Will Smith, is Chris Rock, and 
Who is it, Jada? Are they, are they a thing? And no, he just, it's like, like, it's, it? I'm sure it seems like Will Smith might have gotten tired of the jokes. Oh, my goodness. Man, this is, sorry, guys. We're, it's, this is a Mavs basketball punching podcast. Um, <laughs> this, like, is nas- this is national news. Like, you know, there's certain news stories where they just cut in the breaking news. This is one of those. Will Smith oh punches Chris Rock at the Oscars. Well, and, and this, this really felt like a get right game for the team as a whole because, I thought Luke had been overpassing for a while. I don't know if I like. This is the first game in several that I feel like Dinwiddie. I don't know when when Brunson's not going. I just this team feels a little different. I, I don't know how to describe it. He just feels really important for the mojo of the team, and he was cooking tonight. I just I, I like I like to see. Him. Oh yeah, and he's just that extra punch, right? You talk about Luca can do everything, but his. Main thing is the step back threes and get in the lane and finishing strong. Dinwiddie is now the, the slasher, right? He gets north south and he gets to the rim. Uh, his finish around the rim, where he's he's on like the left side and finishes with his right hand, but it's outstretched because he just beat the defender. But those are amazing. Like I, I love those that he can finish like that. But then Brunson is the guy that can herky jerk and get shots when nobody else can. Get it's a shot. three very like, different styles of of scoring, and that's really fun to watch. Very, and it's like I don't know if you know Thirty Rock well, but it's it's Jack Donaghy with the three different kinds of heat. Like Brunson is the Brunson is the third heat, right? Like he has that extra, like the little stuff around. Like if he isn't getting guarded by like Mikhail Bridges <laughs> or somebody like that, he can finish around the rim around guys, and like it takes me by surprise because his just like he just has that that rhythm to his game that's different than everybody else. Well, Nick, I'll let you let you drive home safe. Thank you for joining. I'm sure Nick will get his show up by around midnight because he's he's the ultimate grinder. Thanks so much for joining. Yeah, man. Lockdown Mavs will be there tonight. All right. I saw Isaac was at the game with his kids, which, uh, man, he's a brave man on a Sunday night doing that. <laughs> I think I think they made it the whole game. That's uh, what he, he just tweeted. He said we were there the whole time. Like, man. He said his time. three-year-old looked at the screen the whole time, and I was like, I didn't know how to even think about that. Like, you go to a game, and there's this massive screen for your child, and all they've been used to watching is screens. And so would they even connect that there's, like, an actual thing happening in front of them, or they just look at the screen? And he was like, yeah, he just looked at the screen. That's yeah, good times. It's great. All right, Nick. Talk soon. All right. All right. We'll see if we anybody that that uh, isn't at the game. Um, which uh, more of you at the game, the merrier. I know uh, Jordan would probably like to go to bed. So hey, Jordan, what's up? Hey, not much. Uh, I've been sick, so I've just kind of had my sleeping schedule all confused. Did Did so. you get what I did? I get. Did you get <clears throat> sick by listening to to my podcast? I'm sorry. And I don't know, but uh, it feels like it. It was. <laughs> Man, it's been rough. <laughs> so, um, my thing that I just want to ask is why do we have to always be down by 10 points before we can win a game? Like, could we – I get that we're the best at coming back from double-digit deficits in the league, but could we maybe just once not give up a lead? I, I would love it. I don't know. Like that's going to be, you know, if we ever, when we nitpick Luca, it, it's the sort of early game sort of stuff. He sets the tone for teams. He just does. And when he's not rolling early, team's not rolling early. And that will be a thing for him to work towards one day. I think where he just comes out and punches the team in the mouth. Like the Celtics have been unbelievable about this the last 20 or something, 20 so or something games. And that's just an evolution of a team over time playing together where I, I mean, 
you know, it's Sunday afternoon and it's a little wonky of a start time. Like these guys have a lot of these, these early start times the next week and a half or so, but like they're used to starting an hour later. And I really do think there's something in the fact when these games are off key, you know, and in terms of that sort of stuff, but we'll see one, one day they'll get there, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to point out was that Maxi did not pop very much this game and it seemed to have worked. So that's what did you see? Tell me what you saw there. Half. Cause I, I honestly wasn't paying attention to Maxi cause he hurts my. Right. So Maxi uh, was rolling more and then they also did not put him in the screening action very much. And so whenever they did put him in the screening action, he rolled instead of, hmm. uh, which was exactly what I believe you were the one who was begging for that. I was happen, begging so I for that, but I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I don't ever – like sometimes I don't watch – like I usually will watch the next day and look for more strategic stuff. But in game sometimes I don't pay attention to what's happening because I will absolutely get on this podcast and go, they ain't listen to us, which is which is not what happened. It's called basketball strategy. you know. Yeah, and so I just thought it was uh, great that that was exactly what we had all been calling for needing to happen. And then it also – it's just like the team just looks better when Reggie Bullock makes his shots. Like it just – Completely changes. Yeah, it's a, it's a geometry thing. He freaks teams out. It's great. I love it. Well, thanks, Jordan. Got anything else? No, that's all. Thank you. Well, all right. Have a good night. All right. Wow, man. Y'all love this thing after wins. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get on here and talk for a half hour and go to bed, and then, you know, we're on here for 90 minutes. Jordan. Welcome, Jordan. Love that avatar. Hey, Kirk. Uh, long-time listener, first time in the green room, actually. Welcome, welcome. Uh, so I was really surprised by that Davis dunk because um, every time he seems like he drives, he seems like he loses the ball or has to pass it out. So that really surprised me and excited me because um, if he can do stuff like that, um, that would benefit the team a lot more instead of just – you know, seeing rim shots all game. Uh, but mainly what I wanted to talk about was uh, Dinwiddie. I know it wasn't really a Dinwiddie game, but since he – I've been watching him since – because I watch every game also, and I've been watching him since he came to the team. And I noticed some things that he helps with Luca as far as keeping him calm. And it's little subtle things that most people might not notice, but I kind of watch really closely. And, for instance, like during the Nets game, um, I remember they one of the players on the Nets got a, a put back, and they were calling for a, a goaltend. And uh, Luca's like sitting there complaining about it, and then when he just passes him the ball out of bounds real quick, and Luca's forced to take that ball and just kind of just let it go. You know, little things like that I think are very subtle, but I think help Luca <laughs> kind of stay focused. Which is funny because Dinwiddie is a is a mm, approaching high key super complainer himself. Um, so it, it's like he's it's like he's arguing on Luca's behalf. But uh, you're right, he does do. Yeah, and so, yeah, and, yeah, after every shot, I feel like Dinwiddie has his hands up. I was like, I don't know if that's, like, you know, habit for him just to do that, but every time, no matter what shot it is, whether he's wide open three, he puts his hands up like he got fouled. And I'm just like, what is that, dude? Come on, man. Right. I love it. I mean, that 
that's why I kind of, you know, I'm, I've been thinking about who I want them to play in the playoffs. And I want them to play a team that does not run after breaks because there's like four times a game where Luke is standing there like, I don't know, like Chris Jericho in mid-2000s wrestling. Like, what is happening? It's like, dude, just get back on defense. And I don't know. I, I This this was a uh, really cathartic win. I didn't really realize because like, I love doing this stuff generally, but it's like <laughs> – Last, the last three or four of these have been a bit of a grind. and Just beating the crap out of the Jazz is really good for one. Yeah, and, you know, I, I didn't even know Rudy Gobert was out tonight. I must have missed that on Twitter. Late, late um, stretch. Like, almost, like, as, as late as you can be. Wow. Okay, so that's probably why I missed it. And I was out at Walmart at the beginning of the game, so, yeah, I missed that. But, uh... As far as playoffs, uh, just playoffs before I go. Um, so Jaw is out, and the Grizzlies look like they're way better with Jaw. I don't know what that's about. Um, so if we get the third seed, if we can get the third seed, then that'd probably put us up against what the Nuggets. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, um, Jokic is scary, obviously, but I've we've always had good games against them. And so really, I don't, other than the Suns, I really don't feel like any of the teams can beat us in a seven game series. I mean, I'm looking like, like, so let's be clear, everybody. The the Warriors are, I have a two game lead on the Mavericks and there's like eight games to play. It would be very difficult for this to happen. And yet you go look at the respective schedules. It is not crazy. I shit on everyone's dreams. That's kind of my my deal as a Mavs fan, where I'm just like, eh, this sucks. Like I look at this, I'm like, they, the, the Warriors could drop their next two. They they've lost two in a row now. They play Memphis and they play, um, uh, oh yeah, they play the Suns uh, two in a row. So it's like there's this is impossibility. So like I I would just love to be like like to be able to get to that point if they were in the three seed. It's unlikely, but I would like it if only to avoid the Suns for round two. Like, that's where my head is with it. Oh, and guys, one more thing. My dog is, like, destroying something in the background. I really hope the audio is not him picking up, like, just murdering this toy. So if it is, I apologize. No, I I don't really notice it. My daughter's humming in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the Warriors are, you know, they're a wounded dog right now. Son's almost look unbeatable at this point but we've had good close games against them and i think i feel like we can get past them but i would really really love to help the lakers fall out of the play and i would love that but uh kirk i love you dude i love this show i listen every every day every time you post something on spotify i listen to it um, I'll be here for the rest of the show. Um, I'll let somebody else talk. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate your support. Glad to hear that uh, you like the content. Um, yeah, beating beating the Lakers on Tuesday is a must for my soul. Just going to put that out into the void, that that's a thing that needs to happen. Um, man, dog, you are just – now Huck is looking at me, and he's like, what do you mean? He, he is – a hundred pounds of like fluff. And then he wants to destroy something. And it's, it's, you know, he's like Luca bully balling in the post, except it's a rubber toy. Um, all right, coming up next, we have Drew. Hey Kirk, how you doing? Great. Thanks for joining again. 
yeah, I wasn't really going to come on tonight, but then a couple of things that people said, I, I, you know, since I'm old enough to have seen Jerry West play, uh, I remember when LeBron came in the league, and I just want to say that other guy, hey, the first three or four years, the exact same thing you're saying is what they said about LeBron. He was so strong, and he was getting beat up, and he was not getting any calls. But around fourth, fifth year and everything like that, when he started to become that established superstar, he started to get the calls. And I think the same thing will, will, will happen with Luka. That's good perspective. That's good to know. I, I, I some, you know, I was, uh, I was just out of college whenever LeBron started to hit his like four to five year range. I wasn't able to watch as many games as I wanted then, but it's, it's, I do think it's something that corrects over time, but then there's the additional fact of like, he does have to stop showing up. The- yeah. And LeBron did a lot of that his first couple of years and everything. He did a lot of that too. He was a, he was kind of a, you know, it's 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 called being young and immature. You know, remember when you were nineteen, twenty, twenty-one oh, years old? Was you know, a moron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know that that's what you are. You're a moron at that age, you know. So so I I get it, you know. And that sometimes we we tend to 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 not think that hey these guys are really really young, they, you know. And we seem to sometimes lose sight of that. And I agree totally. We got to beat the Lakers for my soul. Be, you know that I'm on point with you. And uh, you know, and one other thing is is don't sleep on the Warriors because, you know, now they, if Draymond comes back and gets in playing shape and everything like that and he's good, hey, when Steph gets back, those three, they've played a million games together. Oh, yeah. They will, they will not have any problem jiving and, and meshing in the playoffs, uh, you know, from the get-go. And so be wary of that team. That, that team, you get those three together and they're healthy, you know, I mean, it's, it's it, you know, it, it could be lookout, you know. Well, I mean, that's where it's like, because I, I, I do think the projection at this point is Steph may not play until the playoffs. But that is, to, that, that's what they said. Yeah. So, they, so yeah, you have to wonder if things get spicy for them, what really happens now? I mean, there's, you know, it's like they had, they had such good, and, and this is key. I mean, we saw it at 2011 in the Mavs, like health luck matters. And like the Mavericks oh, yeah. are, the Mavericks are, you know, they're healthy at the right time. You know, I, yeah. part of, I, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, I need to knock on all the wood because it's like you saw what happened to Mitchell tonight. He goes down in the heap on just a bad step, and it's like there's still a lot that could happen. But yeah. you know, that, that's why I feel so bullish about it. Well, I, I do, too. And if, if Reggie Bullock shoots 7 for 11 from 3, this team ain't never losing when that happens. Well, we'll see because I, 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 when Bullock hits these threes, it's like, when he, it's, when, it's a whole different team. Yeah, just it's, it's so it's nice because it's like, do you remember, you know, you're, mm-hmm. we were all dying in November and December when this dude mm-hmm. was shooting like 27% from three. And, the, and not, it looked ugly. It, the shot where you're like saying, this guy's a 40% three point shooter. How? You know, because, because yeah. it, it, yeah, his shot is not what I would call orthodox either, you know, but, you know, it, it, it uh, it does do that, but I think as far as the Warriors go, they've said Steph's not coming back to the playoffs because they don't even care if he's healthy or not. They're gonna they're gonna bring it along slow. They're gonna make sure because uh, they uh, you know because they don't care you know and yep. they don't care they don't care who they're playing. If they got the big three going, they don't care who they're playing. Health is more important to them than seeding. You know. Yep. But, all right. All right. Thanks for putting me up, Kirk. Uh, you, sure you thing. A wonderful evening. You too. Coming up next, we got. Mr. Douglas, Ewan, what's up? Let's see if the audio is working for you. Is it connected? Try again here because it's not picking me up. Hello? Hey, there we go. Can you hear me? 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. What's going on, man? Welcome. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a good game overall. I don't really have much to complain about tonight. You know, last game I had a few, you know, negatives, but um, today was a good game. Second half. I don't know what happened in third quarter. We turned it up, so I was loving that. The defense decided to play. Like, they gave up. I I did the math on this. They gave up um, 29 points in the first quarter. And then from the second quarter until when basically they they stopped playing, um, the Mavericks allowed – it's your 88 minus 29. The Mavericks allowed something in, like, the, like, 59 points over over 30-plus minutes of basketball, which is kind of hard to do in today's NBA. Yeah, it's it's, it's good to see – you know, the starters doing their thing. Um, the second half adjustments by Jason Kidd is always top-notch so far this year. You know, that power thing wasn't working out too much, and he just like, all right, we're not even going to waste our time spending much energy on doing that with Powell and Luca pick and roll thing. He just, just kind of just got rid of that and just said, hey, we just roll with Maxi. And um, even Berton's spot minutes was pretty good because it kind of, in a way, you know, Took a little bit of minutes away from Maxi, and like you said, Bertans is not scared. He, he's he's confident. He's gonna... Right, that's where like the confidence is hilarious. It's like you plug his confidence into Maxi's body, and maybe we might have a basketball player. Yeah, man. But other than that, I mean, I don't really have much. Today was a good game. I'm I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. One last thing. Um, one last thing. What I'm about to say. Um, Trey Burke. Yeah, he's. Just give his minutes to Boban at the end of the game. If it's like four or five minutes of garbage time, give his minutes to Boban. Because just seeing Trey Burke on the court, it, just, it, it irks my nerves. It kills me. And I don't know how Harp could say that he's a baller because he's just – he's bad. He's just he, – he's bad. He's bad yeah. as he gets. I don't – do not – the Trey Burke experience, not for me. No, thank you. All right, man. Keep it up. Um, more wins to come. Tuesday night. All right. All right. All right. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Okay, let's go with Akiva. What's up? Hit that unmute button for us, buddy. Don't tell me you were at the game again tonight. It was here. Give Akiva a second to find the unmute button. Sometimes the app doesn't uh, function for everybody, but that's just the way it goes. Akiva, request to come back up here in a little bit. Um, Let's do... Shishi. Oh, uh, nothing much. Nothing much. Welcome. Did you get to uh, watch tonight? I was actually at Woo! the game. We got, see, I love when people call from being at the game. Tell me, how, how was the crowd? What did you think of the game? Yeah, it was, it was uh, pretty good. Crowd was definitely pretty good as well. Um, I've actually caught, like, the last, the last like, several home games. Um, I've tried to make it a point to go to at the very least. The live experience is so much better. <laughs> um, but yeah, the energy from the crowd was good. I agree with, um, I'm not sure. I think, what's his name? Nick, you do from um, Locked on Mouse. He said like the announcer was really good about getting the crowd enthused and um, kind of like reinvested at certain intervals throughout the game. And so I certainly agree with him. I, I was, I actually had that same exact thought when I was at the game. I was like, darn, like this dude is like really, really good about getting the crowd hype at key moments of the game, um, particularly at times when like Dallas was coming down and, um, you know, it was one of those situations where it seemed as though the Jazz may sort of kind of make a comeback. Um, 
but yeah, so uh, that was the crowd. The, um, happy with the outcome of this game I think it hit me I know that several times over the past few like um Mav Green's party you just kind of hit on how unfortunate it is that um Green is like a seventh man for the team right and so I think that kind of hit me tonight. There was like one point where it was like, uh, I think it was like Luca, Luca and um, Dan Wade on the floor. And we had like three people that are not consistent scorers on the floor with them. And so I was really, really concerned for a bit about production. It was like um, Josh Green, um, who else? Maxi Kleber and, and Bertrand. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, man, like we just, we don't necessarily have a lot, do we? <laughs> Like in our arsenal, um, in terms of like Delph. It, it, it's um, when things go bad, it looks horrendous. And it's yeah, like a, a night like tonight, you get your your top three guys playing pretty well. I mean, Spencer wasn't outstanding, but Brunson certainly was. And it's just it's it's and you know you get Bullock, and it's like a downhill effect to where if your if your top guys look terrible, the guys at the back end of the rotation look even worse. Right. And I thought that Dinwiddie was kind of effective in helping to move the ball, ball around at the very least. Yes. Um, making sure that it hit guys at, obviously, um, key moments um, and whatnot. So I, I definitely think that he, he played his part perfectly tonight at the very least. Um, but, yeah, it just it just hit me when we had like that. It, I mean, literally, it was only Luca and Dinwiddie with um, those five people or, or with that particular set that – in my personal opinion, had the ability to consistently score. And so I was genuinely worried for a bit. And then you see like the CD, the CD team, whatever you want to call them, the CT CD team get out there and um, with Trey Burks and a couple of the other guys, I'm just saying like, I'm, I'm super excited about the win tonight. Uh, but it just hit me like the lack of, Duff that the males have, um, especially when you have Maxi, who's been all for the past. Ever since that twenty-point game, it seems as though his shot has just not looked right. His confidence is not there. Um, he's at the point where he's not even wanting to necessarily shoot the ball. Um, but yeah, so these are these are some of the things that I'm just thinking about, like heading into like the playoffs, because I think it's it's at that point of the year, right, where we have to start thinking. What's what's next? Um, and so I, I hear a lot of people sure. saying like, man, like I think that we can take on anybody. And I was at that game tonight, and I'm just looking at the some of the players that are out there, like the Josh Green, the Bertrand, who was like good in his first couple of games and hasn't necessarily hit the three consistently since. And he runs hard he though, either. like he plays like a lunatic because he's just like running end to end. Like he got a block at one point and then a dunk on the other end. I'm like, what? Yeah, I appreciated the heck out of his defense. Um, I think that was like one of the, like supposedly like one of the uh, pitfalls of of Bertrand's, right? Like he's a uh, shooting three guy, but he's not necessarily someone that you can that you should have on the floor in, in terms of like defense, and so. I felt like his effort there was like really, really impactful, um, especially in terms of getting rebounds, just like tremendous amount of effort on defense. But anyway, those are my thoughts. Not not trying to be a negative Nancy or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I, I, there are definitely certain teams now that I, I was at this game and I was kind of paying, playing, uh, paying attention to like some of these 
lineups um, and rotations that Kit put together. Uh, there are certain teams I don't necessarily think I, I, I want to face. Like, I don't know if I want to go against a – yeah. But anyway, we'll see. All right. Thanks so much. And congrats on the win tonight. So. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And everybody – um. I really need to see all the Will Smith, Chris Rock memes that we're coming across. Like Dalton Trigg just posted one of <laughs> it says uh, Chris Rock is Maxie Kleba's offense and Will Smith is Maxie Kleba's defense. And I just like I had to mute myself twice when when our last guest was talking because I didn't want to seem rude. This is just great, great stuff out there tonight. Akiva, let's try again. What's up? Hey, uh, Kirk, I can yeah. hear me. All right, you're the man. Kirk, uh, I should be. I, I'm not gonna try to be negative, Nancy. Also, but, but, but because I'm uh, negative, Akiva, whatever. But uh, I'll tell you, I should be so happy tonight because I bet eleven grand on Luca to win. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, and I and I it returned eleven grand on the on the on the sports app, sports book. All right. And I should be very happy, but I'm not. I'll tell you. I'll I want to hear why. It, it's just so frustrating to watch Kleber, uh, even Powell. They are not giving you enough to justify staying on the floor. I would rather play five foot five guys than these guys. I mean, these there, guys, there are games where they may try that. I think they're holding off their super small ball lineup because they don't want to have tape on it. Except, I don't think Kid is that smart. Uh, I'm, I, you know, people laugh at me and they say I'm, I'm really Boban calling in. I'm obsessed with Boban. I'm not obsessed with Boban. I know exactly what he gives you. I just, I can't stomach if Kleba can play 23 goddamn minutes and give you seven stinking rebounds, which he can hardly hold on to, and uh, and uh, no blocks, <laughs> and. Uh, and and a couple of brick foul shots. Then Boban can play fucking excuse my French t- ten minutes and give you give you instant offense and and stand up there full seven foot four and 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 do something. It's, it's come on. It's, it's getting a little I mean, dark. It's ridiculous. It's getting a little it's dark. It's ridiculous. If you think you're gonna you're beating you're beating anybody in the playoffs, any decent team, and I hope I'm wrong. Okay, I'm hope I'm wrong. I, but if you think you're beating any decent team in the playoffs with this crap, you're wrong. I don't care if Ruka is on steroids. You're not beating a, a, a decent playoff team four and five on offense, yes. playing four and five or three and at five. Least, you're not. At least, they, you're just not. at least they used him differently tonight, though, where they basically didn't do the thing they've done the past two games, which is, you know, set, he sets a screen, Luka gets in the ball, and then he's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm trying right to see what's what's so great about his defense. He's okay. He's he's good. And I know what you're saying about them uh, kid wanting the scrambling defense. Yeah, that scrambling defense gave them 60 points at the half, where Utah had like almost 60 points at the half with a depleted lineup. The scrambling defense. And yeah. uh, you know, it's 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 BS. I'm telling you, uh, you, I, I don't see it. I I would love to see it. I don't see it with this with this coach. I don't see it. I, I wish I, I hope I'm wrong. I just people just they just they just they just look at the you know the win tonight and they're happy. I'm not happy. I didn't like the way you know it was. You know maybe because I had a lot of money on the game, I was like <laughs> living living every minute like it was the last minute of the game. But 
but they, they they shouldn't have struggled in the first half and 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 the, even up to the third quarter like they did. They shouldn't. And the only reason they're doing it is like uh, is because they don't have uh, they don't have uh, uh, any kind of little like big people that are that are that are any good. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's just bad. Um, it's. I wish it was. I wish it was different. I wish it was different. And uh, it's just not. I mean, I now here's here's it. something though. Here's something though. I want to get your take on this because you very much love Luca. This was my favorite Luca performance since the Nets game. It's been a while since I've enjoyed watching Luca kick the shit out of somebody like I did. Like he just punished the Jazz tonight. I love Luca, but he annoys me. It's a love hate relationship. He annoys me to heck with the how he wants everybody to see every time he gets oh, hit yeah. and how how much he's hurting, how much he's hurting. You know what? If I if and 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 the bitching every time against the refs. If I if I'm a coach of Luca, I don't care if I'm get fired if he gets me fired or not. I'm coming up to him and I said to him, Luca, ne- next time you go perfect from the free throw line. And perfect from three, you can bitch. <laughs> you can bitch against the refs, okay? You're not perfect either. And I hate the fa- and I hate it when he when he starts every time he gets hit. If you're that bad, if you're hurting that bad, get out of the game. You know, you know. I, I hate that, and I love the guy. I love watching him play. The reason I'm watching the Mavs is I lo- I am a big Luca fan. But I have to say, I have to call it like I see it. No, sure. You know, it's annoying. No, it's, I mean, and you're not alone. Like, like other teams. That's one thing I, 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 I often get sent like stuff for it's like other teams fans. Like, oh, I hate Luca. He complains so much. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But anyway, did you go? Did you go tonight? Or no, I'm back in New York. In New York, but I'm gonna go. Uh, good thing you mentioned it because I'm going Washington game, the Wizards game. I have a floor tickets. So I'm going with my son-in-law. Ooh, yeah, down. yeah, yeah. No, that's that's good. I really like that arena for basketball. I lived there for years, so that'll be fun. That's Friday. That's yeah. Friday. I've never, like, never, yeah, never been there. Never been in that arena. But uh, you say it's good, right? Yeah, I know you yeah. live there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Should, good spot to see basketball. I enjoy enjoy watching. It yeah. There. Yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. Worth the four-hour drive, I guess, from New from yeah. York. So it should, sure. it should be good. I'll still be rooting for Luca like crazy, but I sometimes I'll tell you he he pisses me off sometimes. It's just it's okay. And I'll I'll tell you who is a better player. There's one player that really is better than Luca, no question. Okay. And that's Jokic. There's no question. And that that's a man's man. Let me tell you, that's a man's man. You don't see him bitching so much. You don't see him showing how all his boobos all the time and how it hurts and running and, and, and loafing back on defense after he gets hit and, and complaining to the refs all the time. And, and he doesn't get so many free throws. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't get near the calls he ought to get. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that team has a bad coach. I don't know why they extended Malone for just now. Because the guy's been there for seven years with Jokic, and I, mean, I know fair, got... you, you, To be fair, you do dislike most coaches. I do. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I gotta say, Memphis has a good coach. Yeah. I gotta say. I'll tell you. The the, the teams ahead of the of the of the Mavs right now, I, they gotta have big good coaches. Steve Kerr, he's got is a good coach. Uh, Memphis has a good coach. Uh, the Suns obviously have a good coach. And it's not just because they're winning. They're winning. The part of part of the reason that they're so consistent, they're winning, is they have good coaching. Um, yeah. You know, uh, they, there's good coaches. I know you don't like Thibodeau. I like Thibodeau. And whatever. Sometimes the management, it's the management's fault. In this case, 
I think it's both the management's fault and Kidd is not a great coach because I don't think Cuban Cuban is capable of of, of uh, having a good hire as a coach. So uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No I'm sorry to rain on this parade, but uh, hey, hey, you're allowed. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. Uh, take care. Have a great night. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. Let's go with Chris. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Chris, you there? Chris, Chris might have fallen asleep. That's okay. We'll try again in a little bit. Uh, Tyler, what's up, buddy? Kirk, I don't know how you expect me to follow Akiva. I, you know, he's just like, look, like, I appreciate anybody that comes up. This is why, I like, I love this over over um, spaces because the the chat is always like my favorite part. Like, I go through here and like I see somebody who's like talking, like my my man Bobby who joins us every game, talking about how Jokic is a cheap shot artist, and I'm just like. Dude, I, I love y'all's takes because all of you are terrible on some level or another. It's wonderful. This is why sports is fun. <laughs> oh, man. First off, that was a really good win, even with Utah being down a few players. Uh, just a really, really good win. Um, I mean, I like, like look, I'm old. I Carl Malone was my first basketball sports enemy, and so, like, I will never, never not enjoy beating the Jazz. Oh, absolutely. I do still worry if it is ending up being the eventual playoff series. I don't know if we can go into Utah and win because we haven't seen it. And I think that they said on the broadcast that we've lost 11 straight games in Utah or something. Something so, like that. Yeah. yeah. And this was only Lucas fourth win against Utah. Yeah. So that's a little bit concerning. Um Sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm still trying to get over that Will Smith punch. That no, it threw me off too. Epic. And now everybody's like, it's like, like everybody's confused as to whether it's real or not. And it's like, guys, like, like I saw somebody tweet something to the effect of the Oscars would never do something like this on purpose because it would like mean they would think something is interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I tweeted you this that I have a, I have a take on Maxi, and I don't even know if if it's that far out on a limb anymore, but. I just don't think he's going to end up being in the playoff rotation. He's going to – I think that the coaching staff will give him these, whatever, seven games left, and if he doesn't get out of the yips, then I just don't think that he's playable. I I don't know how you – like, it's such a give and take because their defense, I think, is kind of of house of cards-y, and they just don't have any other big guys. I mean, this is where it's like we went back to the regular season. I remember when Willie Cauley-Stein opted in, or they they picked up his team option. It was like, we have six centers and can play three of them. I remember thinking that at the time. So, Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I guess, fall into a little bit more of a line with Akiva where I think Maxi's defense was a bit overrated. So I, I think that they can, given a, a matchup, I think that they can win without him. But, man, it's just hard to watch. He had one shot attempt. It was a layup. He just looked scared of the basketball. Yep. Yeah, but I, I think you have to play him. I think you live with it because the rest of the offense can really cook, and I think it becomes something another team picks at. But I also think that I've seen Maxi play good enough basketball the last three and a half years to where at some point he just has to shake this bunk. I, I just I, I can't – I just can't move past that. I mean, I tend to agree, but if you go into game one and he plays 28 minutes and shoots the ball one time, I just don't think he's playable, no matter what he gives you on defense. You can't do that against Utah when they're healthy. Well, the Mavs might find out the hard way. They might have I mean, to, but I mean, we're it'll in be an ranking. intriguing series. 
we were in here ranting after the, the Timberwolves game where it's like the solution to the Mavericks problems comes back to the same thing Josh Bowe and I have been bitching about for three years, which is get better, different players. So yep. maybe they'll have to find. Yeah, they might have to, but we'll see. It'll be intriguing either way. <sighs> Absolutely. Thanks, Tyler. Talk soon. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I love that we're, like, still so fluid for the playoff stuff. Um, Javier points out in, in the chat, he says, you know, Mavs versus Nuggets game one and we win. I I, just, I would love to play the Nuggets. I would love to play the Nuggets. I don't want to play the Nuggets for a week. It's just a, it's what kind of basketball I like to watch. I like offensive basketball, and I don't. Like, defensive stuff becomes just nails on a chalkboard for me, even though I know that's what wins championships. Um and I mean the Nuggets are down bad with guys like they're kind of a one man army. Uh, it's it, it's I don't know it goes it goes both ways. I can kind of see the the whole thing around it um, with with how good the Mavericks are on on offense at times with how good they are on defense at times. I just, the Styles make fights arguments for Denver is much b- better for me. But again, getting the getting the three seed is hard. It just it, it requires things that the Mavericks can't control. Um, let's go with Derek. Hey Derek. Hit that unmute button one more time for us. Let me give Derek a second here. Everybody just catch their breath because uh, Akiva got everybody all hyped. I love it. It's my favorite. That's why I always bring him up. Derek, um, we'll invite you. There we go. Try again. Oh, can you hear me, Kurt? Ah, sweet. Okay. Sorry, it took me a minute. That's okay. No, getting used (laughs) to this thing is hard. I juggle a lot. I've gotten good at it, but I've always been doing it for two years. So. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, what a what a difference a game man uh, makes <laughs> just with shooting. Oh my god! Yeah, hitting shots wild. Harp is uh, that was my favorite Harp observation where he's like, "This team is a different team when when Bullock hits shots." It's like, well, yeah, right. Hitting shots, hitting shots allows you to win. So that so that that's the only reason I wanted to come up with just like is is Bullock like our second most important player like. Um, it just seems like when he's on, like this team goes, and it's just when he's not on, it's really hard for us to to get, you know, get anywhere. I don't know. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so much of this feels like just trying to get to the finish line and make the playoffs, and then figure it out from there um, while remaining healthy. And then, you know, winning enough. Yeah, so it's just like some of the little stuff, the maxi, I mean, maxi is not a little thing. But part of why during victories, I'm like not really thinking about the maxi stuff too much. is just because I, I, I think the problem either self-corrects or becomes the reason they lose the playoff series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's it, especially like with us being all in on Luka Ball, it's like these guys have to hit their three-pointers. Um, in addition to Luca being Luca like he was tonight versus last game. Um, so uh, the only other thing I wanted to bring up just with Golden State losing tonight, like what do you think the chances are that we can make it into that third seed? Um, well, but there's a puncher's chance. The So watch this week. We'll, we should know by Thursday if there's a chance because Golden State, I just happen to have their schedule pull up. Tomorrow night, they play Memphis. Wednesday night, they play Phoenix. Saturday, they play Utah. So by Sunday, that should be pretty clear about what's happening, um, in my opinion. Man, yeah. that 
see, uh, if we can just make it into that third seed, uh, that would make me feel a whole lot better than having to face the Suns potentially in the second round. But <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. No, I mean, that's like, that's not, an, you know, we're not, a, we're, we, we shouldn't, realistically, we shouldn't be allowed to like talk about this stuff because every time we like hope for a particular matchup, the last two seasons, we get the one we don't want. Um, yeah. But you just got to like, like it's the fan part of this is you're looking ahead. You're thinking, okay, well, what's going to, if this happens and this happens and like not playing the Suns is a huge factor because the Suns are as terrifying a regular season team as like the 2011, 2012 Miami heat, like just destroying guys type stuff when they like, what they did to Minnesota the other night was rude. Like yeah. it, they just they just put you in a death grip and slowly squeeze you to death. And and they, they can play all kinds of different ways. I want no. Oh, me too. Me too. Oh man, uh, that's all I got. Thanks for bringing me up, Kirk. I appreciate it. Sure thing, Derek. Talk soon. All right, we're gonna give Chris a try again. Um, Chris, the Apple CarPlay probably was the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh stuffing my face with a waffle house and i was driving back on the on the freeway and then yeah i was plugged into apple carplay that's probably what it was um but i think that i'm the reason why we're, we're winning this year i had three games i've gone through this year we've we've won every one it was the, the boston celtics game at the buzzer and then the kings game i brought my family i was just disappointed luca didn't play so i'm like i gotta catch another one before the playoffs and then you know thank god luca didn't pick up that 16 technical a couple days ago right you know? uh so, yeah, tonight, the first half was a little annoying. Uh, you know, Maxi Kleber uh, th- throwing the ball away. That one, I just, it got me riled up. People next to me, they're not used to uh, Mavs fans being next to them because they were just chilling the whole game. I'm just like, I'm like into it. So, and like I was saying, I was putting on the comments, I'm like right below the camera. Like, I'm, I'm 6'2. So, I'm like, if I just tippy toed, I'll be on TV. I was, I was, I was about to do it, but no, <laughs> I didn't. So, uh, that was a fun game. It was a fun game to go to. I actually ran into Mark Stein too. I got met him. Uh, oh, nice. I yeah, got yeah. to meet him. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't a bathroom though. He was brushing his teeth. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was right, right as they opened the doors. You know, used the restroom. Sure. I washed my hands, and then I looked to the left. I'm like, "Dang, that's Mark Stein." He's like brushing his teeth, and somebody else was trying to talk to him. And of course. I, yeah, I just gave him a shout. I'm like, "Hey, not, nice." Uh, you know, Steinline, is that what it's called? His green room or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I met him briefly. Uh, but other than that, yeah, the, the Mavs win. This is, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to really overreact on the positive note just because Gobert wasn't playing. The first half was a little scary, just like how, you know, they're getting rebounds and all these second chance points and points off turnovers. I'm just, I'm still kind of concerned about playing the Jazz, but I don't know. What, what do you think? You, do you think even I if mean, Gobert plays? I mean, I think the vibes around the Jazz are fucking terrible. Sorry for yeah. the cursing, but it's like you see, there's a like, like Donovan Mitchell's bitching at one of the Jazz beat writers. They, I didn't say that, you know, talking because <laughs> I don't know if you saw during the game, one of the Jazz beat writers said that he was yelling at kid for full court pressing him in his injured state, and he's like, that's not what I said. And it's like, okay, bub, sure. Same oh, guy no. who, same, same jackass who wore a who wore a sweatshirt and a, built a campaign arguing with Ben Simmons over who should be rookie of the year, saying Ben Simmons was not a rookie. Like Spider Mitchell to me is a I do not care for him, is what I will say. Um, 
just this fan, basketball me. And then Rudy Gobert, it's like these two guys who honestly work unbelievably well on the basketball court together, but don't seem to understand that they thrive because of, in no small part, because of the other's existence. And they just don't, you know, they don't vibe. They, they're yeah, not they're, they're vibe for like two years. Right now with the coach not wanting to do an extension with, you know, Bogdanovich being out, with Ingles being traded, like all the, you know, the Mitchell Gobert thing. I mean, this is probably the best team maybe for us to play. I was thinking maybe it was Memphis a few weeks ago, but they're on like an, even without Morant, they're on an insane, you know, path right now. And I don't, I don't see us going down to the seventh spot anyway. I mean, the Timberwolves lost tonight. We're on a good roll. We, we've just got to get home court advantage. And I feel like if we do play the jazz that, yeah, we'll be fine. So sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for joining Chris. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. And we're already up to an hour. How are we, how do we do this guys? Jack, tell me what's going on. Hey, what's going on? Um, I, I was just thinking, uh, I'm wondering what's a bigger concern for you. Is it the offense um, not cutting as you used to, uh, maybe in like December or January or February? Or is it the defense not being able to hold opponents um, not necessarily under 100, because I feel like that's sort of like an arbitrary marker. But, you know, just not looking looking the same. What what do you, what, what concerns you more heading into the playoffs? It's a really good question. Um, do you mind hitting mute or picking up the background noise? That's okay. Um, I would have to say the defense, because the offense is going to slow to a grind anyways. That's the nature of the playoffs. So like how the Mavericks have been playing, we're not going to notice much of a difference. It's going to be Luca pounding the shit out of the ball, doing some stuff, hoping some shots fall, but the defensive stuff sort of freaks me out because I, I, I just can't shake the fact that the Mavericks are, um, that the Mavericks are more or less uh, built, built their defense on a lot of like, like, aggressiveness that can be used against them at a certain point. That's my thought. Well, I really, I'm curious to think, you know, to go back to kids old teams and look at when the tide really changed for his defenses. Um, because, you know, you, you keep mentioning that his net season was really good. His first season and the defense just sort of tailed off. Sorry, it's, it's windy and I'm walking the streets. That's all right. Just, um, I don't know if you're picking that up. Uh, but anyways, um, I'm just wondering if it was, sorry, uh, I was just wondering if it, um, is a three point variance thing because I feel like with the Knicks, that's why they're struggling a lot this season because they were, they just had an unbelievable, um, three point variance last season. Um, so I'm just, I'm curious as to what your take is and maybe it has something to do with Porzingis not being around anymore or, or what do you, what are you noticing with with their defense? I mean, big picture, the defense for me has to be uh, – yeah, hit mute, Jack. Thanks. Um, the defense stuff is – is as you get more film on what the Mavericks do, kind of the aggressive help and recover stuff, coaches and teams that are smart and players that know what they're doing can use that against Dallas. Like, they have no real rim protection. They have not – they have solid – like, Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith are – like everything works really well, but you know, with without Porzingis there, it does matter over the long term. Like he was much better at rim defense this year than he was last year. Like he was getting scored on last year north to sixty percent at the rim, which for a seven foot three guy is fucking terrible. But 
the the this year he was down to to like low 50s which is much more acceptable it's not anywhere near his like nick uh unbelievable days but it was, it was something and so it's like you take that out there's gonna be effects like it just is a fact even if he wasn't playing all the games um i do it is funny you talk about the Knicks three-point variance you know who the Knicks don't have that the mavericks do have reggie bullock so that's part of their three three-point variance um right there so i don't know with the maverick stuff it always comes down to whether the role players can hit shots and for two and three quarters games last year against the clippers the role players hit shots and then things just yeah i mean i think that probably makes sense is because i know akiva always talks about why i don't have boban um but i mean that makes sense why they don't play boban because in order for us to play even remotely decent defense there's no reason for us to have boban in even if he brings us you know, immediate offense. Yeah, um, well, Bo- Boban is a – people don't re- – like, judging rim defense and stuff is hard. But, like, NBA players are so skilled now. Like, height at the rim he, is less important yeah, he's not than a, timing. Yeah, he's not Does a rim defender. And, no, I know. I know you're exactly what you're saying. He's not really there as a rim protector. He's more yes. just there for his height advantage on offense. Like, and so Andre I think, Drummond, like, I, I heard this on a podcast the other day. Andre Drummond is a – was never a good shot blocker because he doesn't have great timing despite being enormous. And and Boban's the same way. He's just enormous. Yeah, and, I mean, I think with this coaching staff, it's really clear that they want to maximize the defensive end and sacrifice some offensive potential. Um. And, you know, I think we're just going to go through those slogs, but at least hopefully our defense can can turn back into form. But other than that, that's all I have. Um, how, how was Bertans on defense? I saw some tweets tonight. He just he gets the more he's out there, the more he gets exposed. But they didn't isolate him and he played real hard and, and made some actually pretty nice plays. OK, I mean, that's good to hear. I think, uh, you know, hopefully his knee's feeling better and. And he can uh, hit some shots while Maxi is still going through his his stretch. Because yeah. I, I have faith in Maxi, but it's really hard to watch him, as everybody can agree. For sure. Well, thanks, Jack. Talk soon. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Let's go with Adam, our our friendly Rockets uh, fan. How you doing? Doing well. Appreciate you uh, letting me on here. Um, so it was a lot of discussion about kind of the, the uh, possible kind of matchup with the Suns. I watched a little bit of the Suns game against um, the Sixers tonight. And the thing that I've kind of noticed about the Suns is they really put, they really put pressure on your offense to find three reliable scorers that are able to put up 15 to 20 a game. And you kind of saw that with the Sixers who played pretty good defense, but you know, ultimately Harden came up short and the only real offensive answers that the Sixers had were Tyrese Maxey and, and Embiid. And they just kind of, you know, two two minutes crunch time, they just they just destroy teams that, that don't that aren't able to find reliable offense once they're able to kind of cut off kind of the flow for kind of a number one, number two option. And so that, that kind of leads me to kind of, you know, kind of bring up the question, would it be would it be a positive with kind of the last seven games for the Mavs to maybe maybe sit Luca for you know four or five of those games? I think four or five of them, of them are pretty much gimmies um, if we're looking at recent history with the Mavs and just to kind of kind of 
bring kind of the bring up the chemistry between Brunson and Dinwiddie and kind of get that offense a little bit more more reliable. So I, I think the defense is pretty much pretty sound um, in terms of the West contenders, but would be interested in your thoughts on that. I don't really want them to sit anybody because I I just don't think this team has the horses. We've watched some pretty frustrating losses the last, like the, the, not granted, the Hornets are playing really well. So I feel a little better about that loss as time goes on because the Hornets won like seven out of eight, but they played the Hornets without um, Dinwiddie or Brunson, I think. Or was that right? It was two guys that were out, and it was just it was brutal. And and it's the sort of thing where this team doesn't have the depth to, to be able to absorb um, a sustained series of of guys being out because it's it's we were talking about this earlier in the show where it's like Josh Green ends up playing 25 minutes. It's like do you really want that? So I, I think they just need to push for as much as they can and then figure out kind of figure that out on the back end. Additionally, you look at the Mavs roster or schedule and you're like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe they could do something. They're going to play the Spurs in the last game of the regular season. And the Spurs are trying to make the play in. They play the Lakers on uh, uh, Tuesday. Then they play the Cavs. Like both of those teams are fighting for their lives. Well, maybe the Lakers aren't, maybe the Lakers are already dead. So it's like, there's just enough games that in that could qualify as sort of like trap games. Like I was worried about this against the Rockets. I got killed for this, but it's like for the first half of the Rockets game, the Mavs look like shit. It's just that they, they're not quite good enough to be able to sustain these runs without, without their whole. Yeah. Um, the Rockets kind of, yeah, they're, they just stick, they stick around for a, for a half, three quarters and just kind of fall off a cliff. Uh, you kind of see that, you kind of see that with like Detroit a little bit, you know, like Detroit's good enough where they, they'll hang around for three quarters, three and a half quarters, and then, yep. then kind of get blown out. And, um, but it's interesting, uh, kind of, a little bit off the topic, uh, I, I, a lot of people were were shocked by what Will Smith did to Chris Rock tonight. I, I really wasn't. Um, I, you know, it's a, it's very well known that Will Smith is a method actor, and he was clearly still in in his Richard Williams role. And you know, Richard Williams is is a well known wife beater, so he was just you know, he was just still in character. And there, there was um, apparently, you know, like, I, I got, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm a multitasker. There was apparently a, a series of jokes Chris Rock made about Jada Smith like years ago that were like really pissed Will Smith off. <laughs> so it's like, hey, maybe you got a whole room full. Of, you know, it's it's great theater is whatever it is. Made people care about the Oscars for the first time since forever. Everybody exactly. watched Coda. Coda was awesome. That's my recommendation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, uh, Will Smith, uh, you know, kind of keep that same energy and. <laughs> Well, then he make went sure, one make sure his wife doesn't doesn't kind of cheat on him or kind of cut cut off that open relationship. But you know, we'll see what happens. But thanks for your time, man. Well, thanks for joining. All right, let's go to Josh. What's up, Josh? Hey, Kirk. What's happening? Not much. How about you? I'm uh, uh my my sinus pressure is returning, but I, I don't yet sound like I've smoked. A- Maybe it was Vaclemp de Kiva. Something. So, hey, what's going on? What do you got for us tonight? Oh, um, well, first off, I love I loved witnessing the Vaclemp version of Akiva was was awesome. It seemed strange how how hyped up he was, but nonetheless entertaining. Two, um, I think people should get over the who are we going to see in the playoffs thing? Because if the Mavs shoot well, they win. <laughs> and if they don't shoot well, they lose. 
I mean, it's all the analysis that we've done, because I listen to every, you know, I listen to every one of these and every one of the podcasts, and we can analyze till we're blue in the face, but it just seems to be when the Mavs stink it up um, shooting and doesn't go in, they lose. That's it. And uh, third, the new teaser on Valley Sports, like where it's like, hey, let's go Mavs song is terrible. Um, that's pretty awful. Uh, this, this was a good W because it was a W, but it wasn't a great win. They were without three important players and the Mavericks should just focus on one game at a time. You know, like every time I play pickup ball, there, there's this dude I used to play with and he would come in and anytime he would say, in the beginning of the game, no matter what team he was on, when he would be like, ah, oh, let's get it, we're going to win, or something like that, they lost. Every time his team lost, because he kind of said what was going to happen. And if the Mavericks get real hype about saying, oh, we want to go play the Jazz, it's like, careful what you wish for. Actually, just play good ball. We got, what, eight games left or something like that. Play as best you can, and you're going to deal with what you get and yeah, I mean, a lot of teams are banged up right now. Um, and the Mavericks play, have played the Warriors pretty well this season. Um, they tend to play the Nuggets pretty well. I don't think beating the Jazz without Gobert qualifies. Uh, so people who are like, yeah, I want the Jazz because they're in, you know, dis disunity. I mean, sometimes when guys aren't, like feeling each other and actually play mad and play better. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I wouldn't wish for the jazz. I would just wish for try to keep winning all these games. And I think that's what they're going to end up trying for because they, they've not, you know, they're not good enough to be able to choose their own opponent. So I, I think we just, we have that in our favor and there's going to be at least just looking at the schedule, there's going to be at least one loss where all of us come in here pissed as hell, but you know, I could be okay. Right. And I mean, and I mean, you know, some of these games, like I noticed, like in these, you know, either celebrations or laments, you know, some of the games have just been by one bounce, one shot. And and then we get really happy when that shot went our way and really sad when the shot didn't go our way. But at the same time, I mean, the Mavs have been pretty good and there's a lot to be positive about. I do think, though, that. They need to give they need to give Josh Green um, some more minutes because when he was out there tonight, I was watching the game pretty close and and he has a positive effect on changing the tide of games. Even if you throw in a mistake or two, um, he still he still has a really positive effect on the game. I you know sometimes I I throw my hands up in disgust, but I would rather. I mean, it's, I'd rather him have minutes than like Sterling Brown or Trey Burke. So I guess we'll have to take it. Oh my God, Trey Burke. Um, yeah, fire him into the sun. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, th- this was great. Um, maybe Akiva, you know, Aki- we need to get a Vaclemt Akiva appearance every time. Thanks a lot, Kirk. Great I'll talk stuff. to you soon. Yep, you too, Josh. Um, Christoph, what's up? How you doing? We'll give you a second figure out the audio we currently cannot hear you okay 
you invite yourself back up in a minute. Um, go with Christian. Hey, Christian, what's up? Hey, uh, you know, happy night. Uh, I had to join late because um, I uh, didn't get to watch the game till about halftime, so I got to watch it and kind of rewind it, and I literally just finished it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just super happy, obviously, with the win. And, of course, I want to win, so I, I don't even know how to say this right, but being only two games back of Golden State and with their upcoming schedule, to your last point you just made, like, we're going to lose a game that, um, you know, we're all going to come in here pissed about. I know that's the inevitable reality of what's going to happen. So I don't want to get my hopes up of possibly getting that third seed. But as I say that, I know I'm going to inevitably get my hopes up to get the third seed and then just come in here pissed one night and inevitably lose it. But, you know, I think um, when we don't shoot, what was it like? You know, our role players don't shoot four for 31 from beyond the arc. Uh, we're a pretty decent team, and uh, it'll be especially nice if we can get to 50 wins this year, which seems like a good chance. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm just uh, in a good mood and wanted to talk to you guys. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got to say. I'm ready to get my heart broken when we inevitably don't move up to third. But thanks for bringing me up. Sure thing, buddy. Talk soon. Uh, let's try Kristoff again. Christoph, what's up? See if the app's going to work for you now. Maybe not. That's all right, man. Sometimes when you switch between audio apps, it just doesn't let you work until you exit the room and whatnot. All right. Um, Unicorn, you're allowed up here. Don't troll me. I'm too tired. Hit that unmute button and tell us what you got, because it's just the creepiest picture of Porzingis, and I, I absolutely love it. All right. Guys, it uh, doesn't look like we got anybody else that wants to come up here and hang out. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday night, Wednesday night, all sorts of nights because there's three games this week. So, yeah, everybody enjoy the start to your week uh, with the Mavericks winning a game. And uh, we will talk soon. Thanks so much for uh, following Mavs Moneyball and enjoying Mavs Party. Be good.